everyone, welcome back to Relax with Animal Facts. I am Steph Wolf, and today I am going to be learning with you about our furry, scaly, or possibly even slimy friends. And in today's case, it is definitely going to be a slimy friend of ours because we are covering the oh-so-wonderful giant manta ray. This, of course, is a very special listener episode dedicated to Rose, Rachel, Rebecca, Preston, Nolan, and Jordan. I hope all of you enjoy your very own episode. If you would like to support the mission of this podcast while getting more of it, you can go to patreon.com slash relaxwithanimalfacts. You can try it out with a 7-day free trial, and you can sign up for as little as a dollar a month. Also, just a big shout out to George Vlad. It is because of his audio work that we are able to visit some awesome places around the world. His work is linked in the description, and I encourage you all to check him out. And now, let us begin to wind down a little bit. If you are listening for the first time, I give you an open arms welcome to the Animal Podcast family. And if you are returning, you know exactly what I am about to say. I have three primary exhortations for you. The first is that you put on a pair of flippers, a wetsuit, and some scuba gear. We are definitely going to be needing those for where we are going today. And my second encouragement to you is that you realize perhaps where you are carrying some tension. Wherever it is, my exhortation to you is the same. Do your best to relax whatever it is you are tensing, and if you aren't exactly sure where you do carry tension, you can start in your mind from the bottom of your feet and work your way up mentally, up to the top of your head, kind of just relaxing as you go. It can be just a little bit tough to go on our adventures when we are stiff as a board. Instead, we want to let go like jello. You can even bring up in your mind whatever flavor of jello you like and do your best to impersonate it. You are trying to steal away another Oscar from DiCaprio with your jello impression. My third and final exhortation to you is that you give your mind permission to wander and journey with me as we go into some warm oceanic waters where the giant manta ray resides. The ocean to me is almost a paradoxical thing. It is as if the more I learn about it and the more I discover about the ocean, the more I realize I know very little. And similarly, the more we plumb the depths of our ocean, the more we see just how much of the depths we haven't plumbed yet. This is its own world. And it is in this wondrous world that we find the giant manta ray. We could have been in a few different waters in the world, but for the most part, they are found worldwide in tropical, subtropical, and temperate bodies of water. 
In general, they prefer that which is warmer. They can be found in a variety of different temperatures, some as low as 19 degrees and some as high as 30 degrees. Forgive me for using Celsius first. I totally forgot that Fahrenheit is extremely convenient and worldwide. Who wants to use Celsius or kilometers? But those are temperatures as low as 66 degrees Fahrenheit and 86 degrees Fahrenheit. Their preference of temperature does seem very much to change from place to place, as we can observe by that fairly large gap in temperature. The scientific name of the giant manta ray is Mobula birostris. It seems as though there has been a change to their scientific name. It seems that it used to be Manta Birostris, but now is Mobula. And in attempting to figure out what this means in English, I did not come up with that convincing an answer. Mobula might be referring to mobilis, meaning something that is movable or moves, and Birostris to something that is big. And so essentially this would be something like big moving thing, an intensely nuanced and specific scientific name, a big moving thing that could only apply to the giant manta ray. That is incredible. It is possible that birostris can be broken down into bi meaning two and rostrum which just means face or something like snout. If that is the case, their scientific name would mean something like movable two-snout or movable two-face. The wingspan of the giant manta ray can reach up to seven meters. The reef manta ray only reaches up to four meters, creating a sizable gap between the two. And just in case it hasn't really hit yet, just how big these creatures are, they can grow up to 29 or even 30 feet. Let's put that in some perspective. Most giraffes tend to grow from between 14 to 19 feet tall. That means that the giant manta ray can be as big as two giraffes stacked on top of one another. This is a creature that is truly a giant. The giant manta can be distinguished from the reef manta by looking at the shapes on their backs. All manta rays typically have a pale gray chevron shape on their back. In the case of the giant manta, it is a T-shape, and in the case of the reef, it is a Y-shape. There is also a significant lump on the base of the giant manta ray's tail that points it out from other species. In addition to having a whopping wingspan, they have the largest brain of any cold-blooded fish. Their brain-to-size ratio gives them the gold medal, not silver and not bronze. And their intelligence is shown in a multitude of ways. Some studies have shown that manta rays maybe can recognize themselves in the mirror, an attribute that is always highly indicative of high cognitive function. We see this in animals like elephants and dolphins and primates, of course. Other studies showed that manta rays are actually able to create mental maps of their environment. Through a variety of stimuli like smell and visual cues, they develop a nuanced long-term memory, something very important when you are in the vastness of the ocean. 
Now, at the top of the show, we said that these were our slimy friends, and slimy they are. Manta rays are covered in a mucus film that protects them from harmful bacteria. And so the reason they are so slimy and slippery isn't just because of water, it's because of a mucus film. It plays a crucial role in maintaining their immune system, and if it was ever to go away, perhaps from some kind of human interaction, it would leave the ray open to illness. It is like a slimy suit of armor. These are one of the reasons why a lot of people are told not to touch these manta rays. It's not because they are particularly harmful to human beings, it is because we, in our touch, can be particularly harmful to them. These creatures can weigh up to 5,300 pounds, about 2,404 kilos. They may look like they are light because they are so flat, but this is one dense ocean pancake. They also take the gold medal on being the only vertebrate animals with three paired appendages. We are talking about two sets of gills, two lobes that extend from their mouth and funnel into the water, and two wing-like pectoral fins. Just in clarifying, in case the word vertebrate is unknown, a vertebrate is any animal that has a backbone. That makes you and I vertebrates. We have cervical spine vertebrae, we have a thoracic spine vertebrae, and while the manta ray surely has a different spinal column than we do, we at least share it in common. All manta rays have that large diamond-shaped body with ventrally placed gill slits, laterally placed eyes, which means on the side, and these very wide mouths underneath. I have seen videos where a manta ray is pressed up against glass, and it looks like they are smiling all the time. But while we are on that topic, let us get into how they eat. The giant manta ray is a filter feeder. Basically, they swim like they are on a cruise control with those big mouths wide open, drawing in all kinds of zooplankton and krill. What filters these feeders are gill plates that are like tiny rakes that line their mouths. And using, again, their amazing intelligence, they have been seen to do things like somersaults. And once again, placing on display for us their unique intelligence, they have come up with their own creative ways of feeding. If there is an area that is just jam-packed with krill, they will do somersaults over and over again. And as they are going repeatedly through that circle, it creates a cyclone effect that traps the fish in the spiral. Using physics to hunt is a special thing. In terms of their behavior, giant manta rays are typically solitary creatures. They will come together to feed, but other than that, they're mostly going solo, hunting deep below the surface of the sea. Although they are filter feeders, they are no less a predator. In addition to keeping zooplankton and krill populations in check, they contribute to the very delicate ecosystem by going to their dedicated cleaning stations. As people, we might go to the car wash, 
but the manta ray goes to little spots on the coral reef where smaller creatures will just come up excitingly to give them a thorough clean. This will remove both dead skin and maybe even parasites, and with their amazing memories, they have been shown to like to go to the same spot each time. This is like finding a hairstylist or a barber that you like. Once they do it right the first time, you will follow that person to the ends of the earth. The manta ray does the same thing. Why take a chance going to someone who isn't going to clean you properly when you know the right spot? Isn't that awesome? It is important to note that while they stay still for this cleaning process, for the rest of the time they are always swimming. They are constantly in a state of motion. This is because they need to move to breathe. As they glide forward, water is spread over their gills, which they use to extract oxygen. And so, in turn, that means if they are not swimming, they are not getting oxygen. Boy, am I glad to not have this mechanism. And speaking of being in motion, manta rays do something that still have scientists kind of scratching their heads. They have been seen to repeatedly jump out of the water. It seems intuitive to see dolphins just going up and out of the water, or maybe whales. But why does the gargantuan sea frisbee also do it? Some have postulated that it is to escape predators. Some postulate that instead of going to their dedicated cleaning stations, by basically belly flopping on top of the water, they can shake off parasites. The last reason is to give birth. But manta rays have been seen jumping out of the water together for hours at a time. And so, I would like to postulate a fourth reason. They think it's fun. It's like the spinner dolphins. Why do they jump out of the water and spin like madmen? You know that it is because if both you and I had the speed of a dolphin underwater, we would be doing the exact same thing. But who knew that manta rays did it too? One fact that is kind of embedded in the other facts is that giant manta rays can tolerate all different kinds of pressure in the sea. They can go down to depths of over a thousand meters, and they are even able to breach the surface of the water to do their little fun. There are animals that are in the deep sea that if you were to take them above, would change drastically or not even be able to survive the pressure difference. This shows the giant manta ray to be pretty flexible. As to why and when they change pressures, some say it is influenced by seasons, some say maybe by the abundance of predators, but there is no rock-solid answer. When they are in groups together, giant manta rays can be very social. There are videos online depicting them dancing with one another, doing a graceful courtship ritual where they swim in synchronicity around one another. They have been known to interact with divers dancing around them and sometimes just floating above them, maybe just to feel some of those bubbles on their belly. Manta rays can live in the wild for up to 50 years of age. Female manta rays around the age of 8 to 10 years old are able to bring new manta rays into the world. 
they will give birth on average once every couple of years, usually to one or two little manta rays. Unlike many other creatures, when the babies are born, after about 12 to 13 months, they can pretty much immediately survive on their own. How amazing is that? And now let us move on to the name Manta. What does it mean or where does it come from? Well, in Spanish, Manta means blanket or cloak. This describes the looks of the animals as, of course, flat and large, and we can see, of course, how they resemble a blanket. That Spanish word manta comes from the late Latin word mantum, which goes back to another Latin word mantellum, which basically means cloak. And now, let us move on to the portion of the episode in which I leave a little bit of my humanity behind each time. Let's do the dad joke of the episode. Are you ready for this one? Where do manta rays learn to read? In elementary school. That one almost sends chills down my spine. That's how you know it is a good dad joke. And now let us move on to the review portion of the episode. This review was written by Oliver, who is writing all the way from the Netherlands. And Oliver writes, 3 stars for the relax, 2.99 stars for the facts. Thank you, Oliver, for the 5.99 out of 6. I am absolutely desperate to find out how I can make up for that 0.01 star that is left out of that 6-star rating. Perhaps each episode could be about half a second longer, maybe a second shorter, but I will not rest until I get a 6 out of 6 review. For those who are a little bit confused, I encourage you to watch the last episode in which the review gives this one a little bit of context. If the show helps you at all, leaving a review like Oliver did is one of the best ways you can help the show grow. It takes just a couple of minutes, and if you have already done that or would like to do more, sharing it with a friend or following the podcast, subscribing to it, doing all that good stuff really, really helps. If you would like to request an animal for a future episode, you can do so by going to relaxwithanimalfacts.com and clicking on the Animal Request tab. If you would like to reach out to me, Steph Wolf, for any other reason, you can do so by sending a message to relaxwithanimalfacts at gmail.com or by going to the Instagram relaxwithanimalfacts and sending a message there. For more Relax With Animal Facts and to support the show's mission, you can go to patreon.com slash relaxwithanimalfacts. A huge shout-out to George Vlad for the ambiance used in today's episode. Go check him out. His stuff is in the description. The facts today came from nationalgeographic.com, oceana.org, and fisheries.noaa.gov. What an amazing creature we have learned about today. This is truly one of the most unique creatures we have covered on the show. A sea pancake that weighs thousands of pounds, filter feeds, and is extraordinarily intelligent. I hope one day that I can go scuba diving or something where I can get a look at this creature myself. Maybe one day, maybe one day. Thank you for taking the time to go on this journey with me, and I look forward to the next adventure together 
with the next animal. Take care.